Please bow your heads with me in a word of prayer. Lord Jesus, call to us through your word, through your life, through your gifts. Call us out from all the places we have been captured this week and capture us for the life you have for us to live. In Jesus' name, amen. From now on, you will be catching people. It's not a question. From now on, would you like to come with me and uh, fish for people? It's not an invitation. I'd like to invite you to follow me on a journey of faith and discipleship so that you can learn what it is to be a follower of God. It's just a statement. At the end of a miraculous morning on the lake outside of Capernaum, their hometown, with a bunch of fishermen who were tired, wet, (laughs) and a little frustrated, and now apparently have a new life. Because Jesus says, from now on you will be catching people. I've shared before, growing up, uh, I cared about sports, um, a little bit of music, um, and mostly just having fun with my friends. And that was true at church, at school, at home, at wherever. Um, That's what I really was interested in. And the path I saw that looked like the most fun in front of me was what? I'm going to design golf courses for the rest of my life. (laughs) Wouldn't that be great? I'd probably get to play a few of them. (laughs) I get to meet some 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 cool people who love something that I love. um, Design some beautiful places for people to enjoy in their in their free time to have um, to have a good walk spoiled. Um, as we call golf, um, right? Seemed like a great plan. And I had, a, I had it laid out and I knew where I wanted to go to school and I knew what I, how I was going to get my degree and I knew where I would go for my graduate work that would be needed for this and I, I was starting to make connections and all of that stuff and uh, then I woke up one morning and I, I remember distinctly thinking, yeah, I'm not going to do any of that. I'm going to be a pastor. I'm going to be leading worship (laughs) for the rest of my life. I just knew that's what I was doing. It wasn't because I wasn't in the right school. I didn't have the classes. I hadn't made. I hadn't failed anything, although I might have if I had kept going. But I, I hadn't. It wasn't that I couldn't do that. It was that that was no longer me. That's my story. Simon has that story 
today in front of us in the gospel. He went out fishing. He knew how to fish. He knew, he, I, I'm sure that he enjoyed fishing. You know how much he enjoyed fishing? Because after all of the time that he spends with, after Jesus' death and resurrection, after all of that happens, and uh, Jesus has appeared to the disciples uh, at the tomb, at the, at the room, he's come back the next week and appeared because Thomas wasn't there, and he appears to him again. And you know what happens next? Peter turns to the other disciples and says what? Let's go fishing. That's what he says. And they go back out fishing. And this same story kind of happens again at the end of John's Gospel around a beach. And Jesus is cooking fish on the shore and he tells them, hey, put your net down on the other side. And they do and they catch all kinds of fish again. It's the same story at the end because Peter just loved fishing and Jesus had to get his attention through the thing that he liked. And he does that today. He steps into his boat. Peter didn't invite him into his boat, did he? No. There's no invitations here. They're on the shore. And they're ready to quit <laughs> with the thing that they make their life doing. They have nothing. No fish. Just a whole bunch of dirty nets that need to get cleaned up, packed up, so they can go home and get cleaned up and sleep and get ready to try to do it all again tomorrow. Because today is, what do we say? It was a wash. It was nothing. And now you've got Jesus speaking on the shore, running out of beach, as the crowd comes in to get close to him because he's been doing some pretty amazing things. And so he sees the boat and he steps into Simon's boat. And he says, let's go out a little bit. I'll talk to them. And then he says to Simon, let's go out a little further. And why don't you let down your net? I can just see Simon look at him. <laughs> okay. Fine. We'll put down the nets that I've been cleaning this whole time you've been talking. I'll put down the nets. Because why? Because you say so. Simon started to get to know Jesus a little bit, enough to, enough to at least humor him. But I promise you, Simon did not expect what was going to happen to those nets when they let them down when they're about to break with the amount of fish that would fill two boats full sink. And we know that Simon wasn't prepared for it because he says, Lord, go away from me. I am a sinful man. I don't belong in the same boat with you. You ever feel like that? You ever feel like this life is not for you? Ever feel like maybe this isn't working because of something you're doing wrong? <laughs> and maybe you should just hang it up and find something else to do? Jesus says, come on, let's do it again. Let's do it together. But then he says something that's even more scary. 
He says this. From now on, you'll be catching people. Translation, you used to be a fisherman. (laughs) Not anymore. You used to be something you thought you were preparing to be. Not anymore. Now you are with me. Now you are catching people. And let's think about this for a minute, because if that's what we're doing, I understand why evangelism starts to sound really scary to a lot of people. Because if evangelism is catching people in the way that you catch fish, doesn't that seem a bit odd? I mean, let's think about this for a minute. It means that what we're doing is going out to find, uh, to hook people or to enclose them, bring them, capture them. So what? So that we can eat them. Right? I mean, that's the reason we fish. Or maybe so that we can sell them so that somebody else can eat them. But, but for the fish that get caught in this whole catching fish thing, it is not a good plan, is it? Is it any wonder if we use this approach to evangelism, the same ideas as we go through, that people are a little nervous when you say, start a conversation by saying, I'd like to talk to you about Jesus. Why? <laughs> Are you going to eat me when I'm done with this? How many people get that same expression when you start off with that kind of plan of evangelism? If we think that we're snaring folks and closing them, bringing them in so that we can use them, consume them, include them, that sounds nicer, doesn't it? So there's good news here, because that's exactly not what the gospel says. If you read it in some other language but English. In English, catching fish, catching people, same word, right? Of course, the Bible, uh, you should know, wasn't written in English, right? So this is New Testament, so it was written in Greek. And when they go out and they catch fish, the word is synkleo. And it means, it's a, it's a really good word, it means to confine, to imprison. Um, well, how are they catching fish? They're not hooking them, right? They're catching with a net. Well, what do you do with a net? You confine the fish in the net. You imprison them. You enclose them. That's exactly what's happening. You would think then, when Jesus, to to borrow on this metaphor of catching fish, now catching people, that it would still be synkleo, but it isn't. The word when it's catching people is zogreo. It does mean to capture. It means to capture alive. It means to capture alive. The word zogreo is used throughout the Old Testament. Um, in the book of Joshua, it's used not in a very cheery way. Um, in the book of Joshua, remember what's going on is the people of Israel are coming out of the wilderness and now they are coming into the promised land, but there's people there that are in those cities. And the word to them is repeatedly, go and conquer this city and do what? Leave none alive. Spare no one. Capture no one alive. 
zogreo, to capture alive, to spare, to spare the life of the one that you capture. This is what Jesus says Simon's going to be doing now. You're no longer going to be confining, imprisoning, closing, and holding in fish. Now, you're going to be sparing the life of people. That's what you're going to be doing. You're going to be giving them life. A life that they never knew they they needed. They never knew was for them. It's actually exactly what happens to Peter, isn't it? He wakes up that that night, fishes all night long. He's tired. He's exhausted. He's done. And Jesus captures him and spares his life. He captures him for a whole new life. And he invites, he just announces. He doesn't invite. He just says, this is what you're going to be doing now. This is now your life. We're going out there together. Welcome to your new life. The same is true for us today. When Jesus speaks to us, he gets us in the places where we are, fishing, golfing, doing musicals, working, trying to get by. And in the middle of that, Jesus says, From now on, you'll be giving life to people. And when you hear that message, your life will never be the same. And everyone we tell it to, we are not confining or imprisoning We're not withholding or enclosing. We're not even including them in what we are doing. (laughs) We are involving them in a life that is bigger than any of us, that is led by the Lord of life who can command the fish of the sea. Isn't it amazing that a fisherman wouldn't take credit for this catch? (laughs) He doesn't. He just says... I don't belong in the same boat with you. And Jesus says, yeah, come on along. You've got a new life. We have been captured alive to fish, to extend that life to all those that we meet. And in Christ, we find new life. Amen.